Okay, so today, friends, we are reading a story called One Morning in Maine. And this was written by Robert McCloskey. And it's read today by Mommy and... You're a square. And you're a square. No, you're a square. Oh, I'm a, Oh, I'm sorry. It's read today by Square and Little Square. Square and Diamond. Diamond. Oh, friends, you're in luck because there's some shapes reading to you today. I am a square and he is a diamond. I believe that. I believe that you're a diamond. Um, are you ready to begin our story? No. Here we go. One morning in Maine, Sal woke up. She peeked over the top of the covers. The bright sunlight made her blink. So she pulled the covers up and was just about to go back to sleep when she remembered. Today is the day I'm going to Box Harbor with my father. Sal pushed back the covers, hopped out of bed, put on her robe and slippers, and hurried out to the hall. There was little Jane just coming out of her room. Sister Jane had wiggled out of her nightie, so Sal had helped her put it, her robe and her slippers on. You don't want to catch cold and have to stay in bed, Jane, because this morning we are going to Buck's Harbor, Sal reminded her sister. Together, they went to the bathroom to get ready for breakfast. Sal squeezed out toothpaste on Sister Jane's brush and said, Be careful, Jane, and don't get it in your hair. Then she squeezed some toothpaste onto her own brush. And when she started to brush her teeth, something felt very strange. One of her teeth felt loose. She wiggled it with her tongue. Then she wiggled it with her finger. Oh dear, thought Sal. This cannot be true. Standing on the stool, she looked in the mirror and wiggled her tooth again. Sure enough, it was loose. You could even see it wiggle. Mama! She cried. One of my teeth is loose. It will hurt and I'll have to stay in bed. I won't be able to eat breakfast and go to, with Daddy to Buck's Harbor. She came running down the stairs and into the kitchen. Why, Sal, said her mother. That's nothing to worry about. That means that today you've become a big girl. Everybody's baby teeth gets loose and come out when they grow up. A nice, new, bigger, and better tooth will grow in when this one comes out. Did you, did your baby teeth get loose and come out when you grew to be a big girl? Sal asked her mother. Yes, she answered. And then these nice, large ones grew in. When Penny grew to be a big dog, his puppy teeth dropped out too. And will Jane's get loose too? Asked Sal. Yup. So, yes, said her mother. It's 
But not, lo not for a long time. Not until she stops being a baby and grows up to be a big girl like you. Jane is so young that she hasn't even grown all her baby teeth yet. Now, let's go upstairs and brush your hair and get ready for breakfast. And in the picture, we can see that Penny, their dog, is right there with them. She looks like a nice dog, doesn't she? Why do they have a cat? They also have a cat. They do. They haven't talked about the cat, so let's just keep reading and see if they do. So let's name the cat. You want to name the cat? What do you want? Oki. That's a good name. That's a very good name. Okay, let's keep reading. It feels so different to be a big girl and have a loose tooth, said Sal. Especially when you're chewing. When is it going to come out? Perhaps today, perhaps tomorrow answered her mother. But when your tooth does come out, you put it under your pillow and make a wish, and your wish is supposed to come true. I know what I'm going to wish for, said Sal. A nice, cold chocolate. You mustn't tell anybody your wish, or it won't come true, cautioned her mother. It's supposed to be a secret wish. Now, Finish your milk, Sal, but then you can go out to the beach and help your father dig clams for lunch. I'm a big girl, and I can help him big, dig a lot of clams fast, said Sal. So we can hurry up and go to Buck's Harbor. They're going to have clams for lunch. Do you know what clams are? What? It's shellfish. <laughs> and I don't mean selfish. I mean shellfish. They're they're um, they're uh, little water animals that live in hard shells, and people like to eat them. Okay. After breakfast, when Sal went out to help her father, she saw a a fish hawk flying overhead carrying a fish. I have a loose tooth. Sal called up to the fish hawk. The fish hawk flew straight to her nest at the top of a tree without answering. She's too busy feeding breakfast to her baby fish hawk. Sal wondered for a moment if the baby fish hawk had any teeth to chew his breakfast. And then she started on down towards the beach where her father was digging clams. Do you know I can answer her question? Um, birds have beaks. They don't typically have teeth. So no, there would be no teeth there. Okay. When she came near the water, she saw a loon. I have a loose tooth, Sal called to the loon. And today, I have started to be a big girl. The loon didn't say anything, but kept swimming in circles. Then he ducked his beak in the water and snapped out a herring. Then he swallowed it whole without a single chew. And a loon is kind of like a duck, right? Do you see? There's a picture of it in the, in the book. And friends, I will take a picture of that and put it on my Instagram so you guys can see what it looks like too. <laughs> yep, he swallowed it all the way whole. Just gulp right down. Now, <clears throat> perhaps loons don't have teeth, thought Sal. And she was just turning to go on her way when a seal poked his head up out of the water. I have a loose tooth, 
Sal said to the seal. And the seal, being just as curious as most seals, swam nearer to get a good look. See? said Sal. And she walked closer right down onto the slippery seaweeds at the water's edge. Now, can I just pause really quick? Are you supposed to get that close to the water? No, you could spit in the pool. Yeah, especially if it's slippery like it, like it is here, okay? The seal swam nearer, and Sal was stooping nearer when, oops, she slipped on the seaweed and fell. Kasplush! The seal disappeared beneath the water, and the loon laughed. <laughs> Sal? Um. Loons, they're kind of like ducks, they're birds, are, are kind of, well, they're kind of crazy sounding, and that's just what they are. So Sal wasn't hurt a bit, so she laughed too, and then she got up carefully and started down the shore to help her father dig clams. I think she, hmm? uh, I think she walked past her father. Well, in the picture, we can see there's lots of beautiful nature happening I think here. She mm. father. Well, let's see. Let's see. I don't think she's quite where he is yet because I haven't seen him. Have you? I have. I think that that is a gnarly looking tree, but I don't think that's a person. Let's keep going. She paused to watch some seagulls having breakfast. They were dropping mussels down on a rock to crack the mussel shells, just like nuts. Then they flew down to eat the insides. Now, um, mussels are kind of like clams. They're, again, shellfish, which are little animals that, are, that, are, that live in the water that have hard shells around them. Okay. Yeah, I should explain, friends. There are seagulls all over this picture. I mean, I don't even—I don't even know if we can count them all. There's just tons of them, and they are going to town, chomp, 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 on all of these mussels. <laughs> okay. Do seagulls have teeth? wondered Sal as she wiggled her own loose tooth with her tongue. She thought of her secret wish and smiled, then hurried down the beach to where she could see her father. And I can see him now. Can you? There she is. Mm -hmm. Daddy, I have a loose tooth, she shouted. And when it drops out, I'm going to put it under my pillow and wish a wish. You can even see it wiggle. Her father stopped digging clams to watch Sal wiggle her tooth for him. You're growing into a big girl when you get a loose tooth, he said. What are you going to wish for when it drops out? I can't tell you that, said Sal solemnly, because it's supposed to be a secret wish. Oh, yes, so it is, her father agreed. May I help you dig clams? Sal asked. I'm almost finished, 
he replied. But you can help if you like. First, you must take off your shoes and socks and roll up your pants too, so they don't get all wet and muddy. Sal took off her shoes and her socks and put them in on a dry rock. Then she rolled up her pants and waded into the muddy gravel to help her father. He dug in the mud with his clam rake, and then they looked carefully and felt all around in the muddy hole for clams. I found a tiny baby one," said Sal. <laughs> "You certainly did," said her father. "But it's too small. We just keep the large ones like this. Let's put the baby clam back in the mud so he can grow to be a big clam someday." He is such a baby clam. I guess he is too small," she agreed. "I guess he isn't even big enough to have all of his baby teeth." Said Sal, placing the tiny clam tenderly back into the mud. Clams don't have teeth," grunted her father, digging another rakeful of mud. Puppies have teeth. Puppies do have teeth. Not even big clams have teeth," asked Sal. "Not even big clams," her father assured her. "Do baby fish hawks and big fish hawks have teeth?" Asked Sal. No,、nope, said her father. Do loons have teeth? She asked. And gulls? No. Do seals have teeth? <sighs> yes, they have them. He answered. Do they? Do and do their teeth get loose like this? Said Sal, opening her mouth to show her loose tooth. Oh! She said with great surprise. She felt with her tongue. And she felt with her muddy fingers. Why, it's gone," she said sadly, feeling once more just to make sure the loose tooth was really and truly gone. The salty mud from her fingers tasted bitter, and she made a bitter tasting face that was almost a face like crying. Did you did you swallow it, Sal? Her father asked with a concerned smile. "No," she shook her head sadly. "I was, I was too busy asking to do any swallowing. It just dropped itself out. It's gone, and I can't put it under my pillow and make my wish come true." "That's too bad," her father sympathized. "But you are growing into a big girl." And big girls don't cry about things like that. They wait for another tooth to come loose and make a wish on that one. Maybe I can find my tooth where it dropped," said Sal, hopefully feeling around in the muddy gravel where the clams live. Sal's father helped her look, but a muddy tooth looks so much like a muddy pebble, and a muddy pebble looks so much like a muddy tooth. They hunted and hunted without finding it. We'll have to stop looking and take our clams back to the house, Sal," her father said at last, "or we won't have time for a trip to the village." He washed off the clams in the clean salt water of the bay, and Sal reluctantly stopped looking and waded in to wash the mud from her feet and hands. I guess some clam will find my tooth and and get what I wished for," said Sal. If we come back here tomorrow and find a clam eating a chocolate ice cream cone, we'll have to take it away from him. 
and make him give me my tooth back too, she said. While Sal put on her socks and her shoes, her father packed seaweed around the clams to keep them moist and fresh. Now let's hurry back to the house, he said, and in a few minutes we'll be on our way to Buck's Harbor in the boat to get milk and groceries. Okay, Sal answered, <laughs> scrubbing to her feet, scrambling to her feet. Um, friends, we can see there's a big, beautiful lake in this picture. I feel like Sal and her dad live on a big, beautiful lake, don't you? Although it's salt water, so maybe it's more like an ocean. That would make sense because they are in Maine. And Maine, for our friends who are listening, who might not know, is on the coast in the United States. North New England area. Okay. Oh! Oh, wait. Not yet. Okay, Sal answered, scrambling to her feet. And can you hear our puppy dog making noise? He's just, he's agreeing with us at how pretty this picture is. She gave, hey, do you mind, sir? She gave one last look in the muddy place where she'd lost her tooth, and then she started walking back along the shore with her father. She walked along slowly, looking at her feet so that her father could not see her face, in case it looked like almost crying. Oh, see what I found? She exclaimed, stopping to pick up a feather. It's a gull's feather, said her father, pausing for Sal to pick it up. Did a gull lose it? Will another feather grow in where this one dropped out? Asked Sal. Yes, Sal, that's right, answered her father. Maybe seagulls put dropped out feathers under their pillows and make secret wishes, Sal suggested. Seagulls don't use pillows, but I suppose they can make wishes, her father said. Then I'll make my wish on this feather, Sal decided. Perhaps the seagull has already made a wish on that feather, and the wish is used up, suggested her father. Oh no, Sal said, definitely. He didn't, you see. I guess he was too busy flying and not looking back. And he didn't notice it was loose when he brushed his feathers this morning and he didn't expect it would drop out. He doesn't even know it's gone. She convinced herself. She closed her eyes tight and wished her secret wish. When they got home, Sal's mother and sister Jane were waiting with a box of empty milk bottles to return to the store and a list of things to buy. I'll have a nice clam chowder ready for your lunch when you get back said Sal's mother, waving goodbye. I'll take good care of Jane, Sal promised. I'm a big girl so I can watch so she doesn't tumble into the water. Sal and Jane and their father went down to the shore and got aboard their boat. And I would like to give mad props to the dad here who has a one-and-a-half-year-old toddler and a four- or five-year-old girl on a boat in a big ocean. You go, Dad. You go. <clears throat> Moving on. Sal and Jane put on their life preservers while their father prepared to start the outboard motor. He pulled and he pulled on the rope to start it, but the outboard motor just coughed and sputtered and wouldn't start. 
So he had to row the boat all the way across the bay to Bucks Harbor where the store was. Holy my goodness, this man gets major props. Because now he's rowing a boat and he can't even face his daughters who are behind him. And that is scary. Way to go, Dad. The harbor was full of boats, and Sal's father rowed their boat among them up to a landing and tied it so it would not drift away while they were in the store. They all climbed ashore, and Sal's father brought along the milk bottles. He brought the outboard motor, too, so Mr. Condon, who ran the garage, could fix it. As they came back to the path to the village, Mr. Condon was outside his garage, putting gas into a car. I have a tooth out! Sally greeted, and our outboard motor won't run. My, such trouble, Mr. Condon commented. And after he admired the empty place where Sal's tooth was missing, they took the outboard motor into the garage to find why it wouldn't run. Mr. Condon pinched a little with his pliers, tonked a little with his hammer, and then, after selecting a large wrench, he took out the spark plug. Came right out, just like that tooth of yours, didn't it, Sal? He said, holding it up to the light. Hmph! He grunted, tossing it to the floor. I need a new plug. Sal was just about to ask how long it would take for a new spark plug to grow in when Mr. Condon reached up on the shelf and picked out a brand new one and put it in the motor. Sal picked up the old spark plug and handed it to her sister Jane. Jane was so little she didn't understand about secret wishes. Jane was so little she couldn't even say ice cream cone. So Sal wished the secret wish for Jane on the spark plug. Mr. Carndon pulled the rope and the motor started right away just as good as new. Sal's father thanked him and picked up the motor and the milk bottles. Jane carried her spark plug. Sal carried her feather and they said goodbye and walked across the street to where Mr. Condon's brother kept store. I wish I had a toy spark plug I could, I could have as a scrap. Yeah, and then you could make a wish on it? Hmm, noted. Well, look who's here, said Mr. Conton, who kept store. I have a tooth out, Sal shouted returning Mr. Condon's greeting. She showed the empty place where her tooth had been, first to Mr. Condon, then to Mr. Ferd Clifford and Mr. Oscar Staples, who were sitting in the store talking about trapping lobsters and how the fish were biting. Don't put your tongue in the empty place, Mr. Clifford advised, and a nice shiny gold one like mine will grow in. But I didn't know soon enough, said Sal, looking confused. Huff! said Mr. Condon, chuckling. Don't you go worrying about everything these jokers suggest. I don't suppose, he added, opening up his freezer, that you could eat an ice cream cone with one of your teeth out. Oh, yes, I could, said Sal. And it's supposed to be chocolate. And uh, this little lady, he questioned, turning to Jane. Hers is supposed to be vanilla, so the drips won't spot, and you'd better push it tight so it don't, won't drop off. Sal dictated because, because she's still almost a baby and doesn't have all of her first teeth. After Mr. Condon had put the groceries and the milk in the box, they thanked him once more and waved goodbye. They walked down the path to the harbor. 
and down the runway to the float where their boat was tied. They all climbed aboard carrying the outboard motor and a box of milk and groceries, the feather, the spark plug, and the ice cream cones. While their father fastened the outboard motor to this boat, Sal and Jane finished their ice cream cones. I want s'more, Jane demanded. Silly, exclaimed Sal. Our wishes are all used up. Then she remembered that she was growing up. And just like a grown-up, she said, Besides, Jane, two ice cream cones would ruin your appetite. And when we get home, we're going to have clam chowder for lunch. And that is the end of the story. One morning in Maine. Did you like it? Mm. Yeah, maybe. It had some really beautiful pictures. So friends, go and take a look at my Instagram and I'll post them and you can see them. And that is the end. Bonker. The bonker. <laughs> and the end.